That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Oh, I don't want to be married. I, I make too much money now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 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 I've seen what happened to Adele, Mary J, Kelly Clarkson. The list goes on. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hello, my beautiful ladies and gays and theys. Welcome to a brand new episode of Almost Adulting, brought to you by me trying not to throw up. I am kind of sick. I'm kind of very sick. <laughs> Just got back from a vacation. <laughs> I'm also your host, Violet Benson. Welcome to the month of July, where it is all about relationships and love. Today's episode is perfection because it is all about the definitions of relationships and so much more i thought it'd be the perfect way to kind of start off this month because every week you'll have different types of things that have to do with love and relationship whether it's at work friendships or dating relationships and open relationships so today it's all about what is a relationship someone's definition is an open relationship. Someone else's definition is monogamous relationship. I am interviewing the girls from See The Thing Is, Bridget Kelly and Mandy B. But before we get started with today's episode, we kind of don't have pop culture today because I just didn't feel like it. But if you want to dive into pop culture and to talk about super red flags and all of that, this week I'm focusing on all of that tonight on Spotify Live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, and that is 10 p.m. Eastern time. So if you want to ask me questions, disagree with me on today's episode, or agree with me on today's episode, just have a conversation with me for a full hour, you can tonight at 7 p.m. on Spotify Live. Like it's literally live. So I will include that link in the description of this episode. So don't forget, I now do that every week. Thursday nights on Spotify Live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Anyway, moving on from that, this episode is sponsored <laughs> by one of my favorite sponsors, which is Beatbox. They have 11% alcohol in them. They are so much better than White Claw. It is the drink of the summer. If you don't want to get too drunk, but if you want to get a little tipsy and talk to your crush, and I also just filmed the commercial for them that I cannot wait for it to come out. So I just wanted to quickly shout them out. I'm so thankful for helping me pay my mortgage this month. So please check them out so they can continue paying me. I really appreciate that. So they are Beatbox. Actually, you know what? I'm going to ask them if I can even next episode kind of give you a discount code to order from them. So yeah, that's that. But check them out. Check out their Instagram, Beatbox. They're an awesome alcoholic beverage that's amazing for the summer or for winter or when you're depressed or when you're happy or when you're bored, you know, whatever it is. Anyway, okay, so no pop culture today, but I did want to dive in to my amazing vacation in Greece. If you've been following me on Instagram, you will see that I've been having the time of my life. But guess what? Instagram is not real. 
So was I actually having the time of my life in Greece? Um, you know, half and half. I think who you travel with is so important. And sometimes we forget the people we can have fun with, just hang out, may not be the perfect people to travel with. It's kind of that thing where you travel with 10 of your friends somewhere and then you come home 10 friends less. <laughs> you come home never speaking to those people again. That's kind of the same thing that happened to me or feels like it at this point where I travel with a bunch of people who I have different hobbies than them and came home to basically when you travel with a ton of people we were like so I went to Greece for a wedding not only did I have issues down the way of you know losing my luggage getting my period going on vacation with one of my exes who's still in love with me no offense <laughs> imagine he listens to this episode he's like fuck you bitch I would definitely want to dive in more into understanding how to properly travel with friends and still remain friends with them by the end of the trip. But it's so funny how much drama happens when you travel with a ton of people because we were around like 80 people traveling together to Greece from a wedding in Athens and then going together, all of us, to Mykonos. It was like the talk of the town about this big party that was like moving together from Athens to Mykonos. It's, it was pretty funny, but it's always funny about how much drama happens because people are jet lagged, they're tired, they lost their luggage, they get their periods like me, or they're doing a ton of drugs like some of my friends. They cannot handle their drugs, they can't handle their alcohol people are breaking up people are getting back together people are hooking up it's just it's a lot so it's always fun when you're watching it from the outside you're like haha there's so much drama happening thank god i'm not in it but guess what tomorrow you could be in it you could be the drama you could be the new person everyone turns on and that basically kind of <laughs> what happened to me it went from just watching everyone continuously choose one person to hate on and that's how, you know, because nothing gets people together faster and closer than hating the same thing. So it got to watch all this drama unfold and I'll talk about it more in a different episode. And then the last day when I was leaving and I was just so done with everything, I was so tired, I was over everything. I got in some like fight on group chat and I was like, you know what? No one speak to me ever again. Because I finally got to feel what it was like to, you know, everyone turning on me. But that is the fun of vacation. You start off vacation with friends and you leave friendless. <laughs> if I could give one example of the definition of my vacation in Greece, it was basically every morning I woke up at 7, 8 a.m. to go sightseeing. And every morning when I woke up, people were coming home from partying at 7, 8 a.m., and they were too tired to go sightseeing with me. So I never had a chance to really get to see Greece. Did I have a chance to get to see all the clubs and bars in Greece? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Super cool. Really glad I spent $10,000 <laughs> so I can get to see the inside of clubs. Um, but overall, it was really beautiful. It was amazing to spend time with my friends. The wedding was beautiful. But yeah, again, if I get to, to describe like one example of what my trip was like, I would say it was this. One morning, one of my friends was finally awake to go sightseeing with me. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Finally, we get to do something fun. We're going to go ATVing or sightseeing something. It was 8 a.m. And he's like, 
I got this. I'm awake. And I said, are you sure you just got home at seven? He goes, no, I'm good. Come to our villa. I show up at his villa. He does a line of cocaine in front of me. And he's like, okay, I'm good to go. Let me just take a quick shot and we're ready. And I'm like, I'm not sure if it's a good idea for you to be behind any type of wheel, including ATVing. I don't think it's safe. And he's like, no, I'm safe. It's fine. Then he turns on loud music because <laughs> he's just in a mood, in a flow, wakes up the whole house, his villa, and then his girlfriend starts calling him and she's just like, baby, you know I get stressed out when I do drugs. Like, baby, where are you? Why are you with me? And he's like, baby, I'm downstairs. And she's like, baby, but that's not upstairs. Baby, I'm stressed out from doing so many drugs. And then I'm like, baby, maybe don't do so many drugs if you're stressed out. And then she's like, baby, what does that mean? And then she's like, baby, where are you? And there was like a lot of baby and a lot of uh, I need you right now because I'm super stressed out from drugs. And I was like, okay, I feel like this is, I shouldn't be here for this conversation. So I was like, whatever, I guess ATVing is not happening. So then I walked to this other villa that we had because we had four villas in the in the compound of our friend group of the people we're staying together so i walked over it was now 9 a.m i walked over to the other villa and i lay down and my friend came and joined me a different friend and i noticed she had something white on her face and obviously it was sunscreen so i go oh sick is that sunscreen can i have some so i can tan better and she goes wait where oh oh it's under my nose and she goes sorry that's ketamine and i look at my clock and it's 9 a.m and at this point i have had it with these people i have had it all i wanted to do was go sightseeing or ATVing, and all i got was cocaine and ketamine so i put on my headphones and i said listen i love you but I just need some space right now. I just want to listen to my music and talk to no one because I have had it. And that would be the perfect way to describe my vacation in Greece. So that's that. You know, make sure you know who you're traveling with. Make sure you guys have similar hobbies. And, you know, before you end up spending all this money on a trip and coming home with no friends. <laughs> Let me know in the DMs your thoughts on my little intro, whether you want to hear more about tips on having the best vacation making the most of it i think i still kind of made the most of my vacation tips on not losing all your friends when you go on vacation with them tips on how to travel better tips on where to go sightseeing well which clubs to go to in greece and i will definitely talk about it in the next episode then anyway hope you really enjoyed this episode it's a really 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 one of my favorite episodes and such a great way to start the month of july of dating and relationships so enjoy Love you, bitches. Today, we are starting off this month of July with everything about relationships and love. So oh, great. Today, I'm joined by See The Thing Is podcast, Mandy and Bridget Kelly. Yes. We are going to dive into all things relationships. This is why people think I'm from New York. All things. all things. All the things. <laughs> from the most traditional ways to go about things and the most unconventional ways to some people, which is the perfect episode to start off July of relationships and love on the podcast. Mm. Welcome. Hi guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation with you. I know, I'm hyped. Thank you for having us today. Of course, thanks. For, and also you guys, uh, when you finish listening to this episode, make sure you listen to my episode on their podcast. Yes. Oh yeah, you're gonna love it. It was phenomenal. came out last week. It was some good shit, y'all. It, yeah. it was really good. You know how I know it was really good? Because I was on it. <laughs> <laughs> this sort of flex has been brought to you by. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> okay, mm. we got 
Mandy, who is bisexual and doesn't believe in monogamy. Ooh. She believes that healthy relationships involve other people. She used to love being the other woman and she was really into fucking married men and she said she never wants to be in the wife's position. She did have a healthy relationship with her man for two years where they were fucking her friends <laughs> and going to sex clubs. Then we got Jesus. on the other side, Bridget Kelly, Jesus. which she grew up with a mother who was the other woman. Hello. She does believe in monogamy. Yes. Although it was very public knowledge that previously she was a cheater. Yes. Reformed. Cur reformed cheater. Refor <laughs> yeah, because currently cheater. she's in a successful relationship yes. of two years. Yes. That is a lot to unpack, but I kind of wanted to give you guys an idea of <laughs> who Violet, believes in monogamy. Real quick. Real quick, Violet. Just so y'all listening, we had a wonderful conversation yesterday. I did not know she was taking that for pre-show notes. I love the pre-show notes. my intro whoa, I love the pre-show notes. But they're going to hate me before I even talk. No, now. they love you. No, oh, they're going to love you. you. Okay. That was a very salacious intro. <laughs> salacious. Have you ever cheated? It's never been considered it's, cheating yeah, for me. Exactly. So really we have someone who doesn't believe in monogamy, but yes. has never cheated. And then we have someone who believes in monogamy, but it has cheated. Yeah. And then it's just, I don't know. I find all that stuff really interesting. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. What's your each person's definition of a relationship? I actually really, truly believe in compartmentalizing relationships. So to me, not one relationship looks like the next. I don't believe that you can get fully everything you need from one person mm. so when i say compartmentalization it looks like you serve a purpose in my life not necessarily that it's transactional but you fulfill me in a way that i want you to be around and mm -hmm. so a relationship whether it's with a partner your friendships your parents your siblings everyone serves a purpose whether even associates and we've talked yeah. about that on our pod as well I truly believe it's just compartmentalization of how someone serves you in your life. That's a relationship. So I believe that not just one person can be everything for you, but I always thought emotionally, but you mean sexually? I believe in every capacity. I believe in financially. I believe in when you have a hobby, maybe your person doesn't like the same hobbies as you. So that would be maybe from a social standpoint. So financial, emotional, sexual, all of those things. I don't think that one person can fully check off all of those buckets for you. Do you believe in marriage? Oh, I don't want to be married. I, I make too much money now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I've seen what happened to Adele, Mary J, Kelly Clarkson, the list goes on. That is so true. Um, and so to me now, I actually don't want marriage, but because I have been that other woman so, so often oh. in the past, I don't see the purpose in marriage outside of it being a business partnership in terms of tax deductions yeah. and you know certain rates on different things when you show up as married mm -hmm. i don't need another business partner i have bridget yeah um, my work my work <laughs> we're, married, technically. we're married we're, we're work wives contractually we're work wives yeah so to me as as a partner you're not going to show up any different yeah for me as a husband than as just someone i choose as a life partner a relationship to me is a person that is complementary to you mm. mandy and i talk about all the time this horrible idea about in relationships being 50-50 and one person being half of a person and the other and, and them coming together to complete each other. I don't believe in completion. I believe in complementary addition. I believe yeah. a relationship is supposed to add to your life and be an asset to your life in every way, shape, and form. I don't think they have to necessarily be your everything and be your world. Mm -hmm. But I do think that if you, you know, if you if you're in the right partnership and you have established yourself enough where you have a balance you're just literally adding more to the balance you're just you're adding you're adding more flavor to the to the plate that's how i see it so i think that's, yeah. that works so it seems like you both do believe that you have to be your own person oh yeah oh yeah but you just have certain different definitions because you believe in marriage i do 
Yeah, right. absolutely. I definitely believe in marriage. But I, I mean, I, I always be asking her why. Well, well I mean, <laughs> were your parents, are your parents divorced or are they together? Oh, girl, they was never married. My oh. mother was the other woman. So there was, yeah. but she was married to somebody else prior to that for like 10 years. And she didn't, she didn't, it was not for her. She realized it was not the relationship, not that marriage yeah, wasn't yeah. for her. But I, I mean, I think, I think for everybody it's different. I'm a person that believes that marriage is a, is an incredible honor. Choosing somebody to legally participate in a partnership with is a big deal to me. I think there, I think it's, it says a lot about women and men who choose to bind themselves in an agreement to do right by each other in yeah. every, in every sense of the word. I think it has more to do with respect and you're, you are committing to respecting and honoring another person. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> and that's why I laugh. Cause that's a lot. Uh, the marriage has not led them to respect the vows. That well, they Mandy, made Mandy's friends, <laughs> Mandy's friends are not married. I have yeah. a lot of friends who are married very happily and they believe in monogamy. They subscribe to it and they're friends and they both, they all have separate lives and they, and they live mm. an incredible life together. I mean, and maybe they are the rare cases, but I think a lot of people, a lot of people get married for the right reasons, which are to, you know, have children and build a family and start a legacy. I think especially with people of color, it's really difficult because a lot of us don't grow up with that framework. Right. And I think the idea is to do things differently than our parents did things. I definitely have always in my mind, I looked at my mother's situation and always wanted to be a wife because I watched how much I hate the word power. But I, in, in I my, in my father's there. situation, it was a power situation. There was a power trip. My father chose to honor his wife in that in that regard. Of course, after he cheated and had a baby, sick, sick, sick respect story. So her and her mother were kept a secret for the longest time, but mm -hmm. they lived down the block from a his block real, and a half away, a block and a half from, from his, his wife. real family and the wife. Yeah, from his married family. From his married we were, family. We were his real family too, but you know, it was a tough situation. But I, I do, I think marriage is really not for everybody. But I think marriage can be for some. I think I think I think people have to decide what works for them. I think the beautiful thing about Mandy's about Mandy's life and about Mandy's choices and what Mandy believes in is that it's really rooted in transparency and honesty. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of people get married and should not be married. They don't really believe in monogamy, but they're just trying to subscribe to the practice because they think that that is, you know, societally going to put them at a different status when in fact if you don't subscribe to it, you don't subscribe to it. You don't just because you don't believe in monogamy doesn't mean you ain't shit. And you you cannot get married and still live an honest life and live your truth and it be just as honorable. Do you guys both believe that you can have a healthy polyamorous relationship that's sustainable for the rest of your life? Yeah, so it's crazy because I actually just had a conversation. There's actually eight different types of polyamorous relationships. Okay. Mm, um, break them down. Oh, uh, I, I don't remember all of them, but there's like solo poly, monopoly, triad, quad, oh. um, table poly polyamory. And then of course there's one more where it's just for the, like for, to build a bill. Oh, okay. So like communal, commun communal, you can actually be with a partner who subscribes to another lifestyle as well. And I think that that comes with the importance of the communication yeah. and the transparency. Yeah. Like my last partner kind of wanted it to be open. I just kind of wanted it to be swinging. So I enjoy being in the room. Oh yeah. I don't really want you to date anyone else outside of me, but if you, if we're going to play, I want to play together. Mm. And I think that that's also why I chose this lifestyle because I realized I really like women as well. Now I don't right. really want to be with a woman. I want, a partner that's a man and not necessarily a partner as a woman but i like to play with women that's what makes me nervous when it comes to people then opening that door when you open the door to a threesome and then you open the door to swinging mm -hmm. then what happens that one day you're not there and then your partner goes and does their own thing and then they're like well we've already been fucking other people what's a big deal well so it I guess was actually really respectful like when we would go to sex clubs and stuff together like 
if there was someone he thought we could bring in or we enjoyed together, he would always grab my phone and they would have to put their number on my phone and it would always be up to me if we connected with them again or not. Yeah. Um, so he didn't get numbers in those spaces without my acknowledgement, which I appreciate. So I guess it is, and then of the day, it is all about respect. And the other person, yeah. kind of, you kind of set boundaries. Yeah. And I'm general. not going to lie, you set a boundary and you think it's one and then they do it. And then you're like, as soon as you take someone back after they break a boundary, you realize it's no longer a boundary, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. And so that's the thing, too. Like, boundaries can change. Boundaries can be added at any time. And I just think it's important to communicate that. Mm. And I think that that's where getting into any lifestyle or a customizable relationship, you do have to be firm in what is an absolute stop for the relationship. And that has to be communicated because if they cross that boundary, the relationship cannot take place. Yeah. As long as you take a man back after he crosses a boundary, say like cheating. Yeah. That's not really your boundary, sis. And he's going to believe he can cheat again if he was able to get you back again after doing what you yeah. said you didn't want him to do. Ugh, that's the worst. And when I was younger, it was almost like I didn't want to know. Because I think secretly I knew my ex was cheating on me, but I didn't mm. want to know. Because then I knew if I found out, I would have to leave him. Violet, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you believe that someone lying to you is because they love you? I've heard a lot of times, well, I lie to shelter their emotions or feelings. I don't want to hurt them. No. And so I lie. And so unfortunately in communication, in relationships, but a lot of people lie. That's There's a love. difference between white lies that that's oh, to avoid you hurting What's your feelings. Like in this, in first sense, I don't like my partner's haircut, but he feels really good about it. So I'm going to be like, yeah, baby, looks cute. But like, maybe <laughs> let's grow it out a little. That's a white lie. Not a white lie is more like I fucked his brother and oh, I don't want to hurt his feelings. If I cared about his feelings, I probably wouldn't have done that. It's more in my opinion when it's when it's not a white lie and I'm not telling my partner, it's because I don't want to deal with the consequences. Okay. Yep. Well, yeah, because ultimately lying is lying is not about sparing anybody's feelings. Lying is about protecting yourself. Yeah, you don't want to know. And so that, that was a bar. Well, to, because I think I think with that, that's why the cheating word is so tricky, especially if you don't believe in monogamy and you don't subscribe to it. Cheating to me is just a betrayal and a, and a, a disrespect and a disregard for a for a set boundary that was communicated. I was in a relationship and I and I was unfaithful to my partner. The unfaith the un, the lack of faithfulness really came from us agreeing that we would only be with each other and that we were on the same page about what we needed and what we wanted. And then my mind changed and I didn't communicate about that when I changed when I changed my mind. Me changing my mind wasn't the problem, but the decisions that I made outside of my relationship that betrayed my relationship was the problem. What What made you change your mind? I got bored and I realized I wanted more than what I was getting in my relationship. Did you communicate that to him? I did a couple oh, times. And then, okay. and, and of course this always comes up. It's like, yes, of course it's, it sounds good and it sounds like it's the right, the, it is the right thing to do to leave, but it's not always that easy to leave. When you cheated on your partner, mm -hmm. Was it um, which time? just Sorry. here? <laughs> oh, which God. time? Was it like it was different people? <laughs> or did you actually have like a full on relationship with someone else? It was one person in particular. And then it, and then it was very short lived because it just didn't. It was not a, it was not a thing. And then later on, much later on down the line, um, towards the end of our relationship, it, it turned into a relationship, an affair with somebody else. Do you feel like you subconsciously followed the footsteps of your father? Oh, no. Violet, coming spicy with the um, question. No, and I didn't, and I did not, because as much as my dad was dishonest in his marriage, he was always honest with my mother. To me, that's not the telltale sign of love either, because I don't think I don't I don't know if I don't I wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? I was a kid, so I don't know what my parents' relationship was. What you was. just said is what my experience has been as the other woman. Mm. I felt like I was getting the honest, true person. I feel like 
when you're married or when you feel like you have to set like live up to societal standards you show up as your representative and a lot of husbands show up as a representative to their wives, wives to their wives and then to the mistress or the side chick that's who they get to feel like themselves with what am i doing wrong as the side chick i didn't make a vow to no anybody. you're not doing anything wrong as a side chick you're that's, just maybe bad karma for you but it's more about the person see, that's and cheating. i believe so the, the fact that in other parts of the country and world men can often have multiple partners that's i think true. karma is subjective and so based on i don't think karma is subjective i think it's subjective i think the way that it comes back on you is subjective I don't, I don't think it always repeats it. I don't think it repeats the cycle necessarily in a relationship, but it could repeat the cycle in a different scenario in your life. So what made you want to start the cheating and not instead of leaving? Why did you stay mm. in a relationship? I did try to leave and it, and and he would not let me leave. And not in like a violent physical way, but like <laughs> a like emotionally was like, no, we're going to figure this out. I'm going to figure other things out. And I agreed to, to try, you know, within a couple of years, it was like, no, you're, we're still not on the same page about certain things, but we, you know, but maybe, maybe you'll, maybe things, maybe some things will change, yeah. but also I didn't necessarily believe that I would, I would get what I, what I needed and wanted from that relationship unless I went outside of it, which similarly to Mandy's, Mandy's idea about the men that seek something else but I, I think there is something to be said about that feeling of like, well, if I'm messing around with somebody outside of my relationship, they can't judge me because they're they, they ain't shit either because they know yeah. the situation. I know the situation. So we're kind of on the same page about this. And it's it's an escapism. Do you think you wanted to get caught? No, I definitely did not want to get Towards caught. Towards the end? No, I did, did not want to get caught. Do you think cheaters want to be caught? No. Sometimes, yeah. No. You be, you believe when someone cheats, they want to be caught on, cheating? Based on research. Oh, I did not want to well, be caught. Research research. Well, no. well, <laughs> there's because right, I was like, well, who's the source? Well, because, <laughs> who the fuck signed up for that? Well, because cheating, that? there's a lot of different types of reasons why people cheat. Sometimes yes. you're not happy. But when she said she tried to leave and he didn't let her, sometimes people can become bitter and they're like, you're not hearing me. So then I'm going to cheat on you and hopefully you're just going to leave. No. Or I, you want to get caught because you're too much of a pussy. I also just, I also you. think Understood. that the, the lifestyle that I was living required me to he was not he was not a part of my industry and my field right and i think as a man it was very uncomfortable for him to be around my peers my male peers that were in my industry my colleagues and not feel like he was measuring up which i mean ultimately really it, it didn't mean anything to me but it meant a lot to him and mm. i think and i think that made that put a lot of pressure on the relationship put a strain on the relationship but i overall i mean I think at some point too, I, I just I just got bored and I and I just did it because I could, which I think is a lot of people. I don't always think it's because there's something wrong in the relationship, which Mandy and I say all the time. Sometimes yeah. it's not that people cheat because there's something missing. They just like something. They like something else that's additional to whatever they already have. And to me, that's just a human. Which is just a human. You just may not necessarily subscribe. But I also I have been in relationships since that relationship that where I was monogamous and I was completely happy and satisfied. Which I mean, my karma, my karma came back swiftly because I ended up in a relationship with somebody else after, and I was totally in love and totally faithful, and then I got cheated on, and that was miserable, but also really it embarrassing. Hit hard. Yeah, it hit me really hard, and then it was and it was embarrassing. Was that was that eye opening for you to get cheated on to kind of finally know what that's like? What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have, or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. 
Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, I had been cheated on prior to that, so I had already kind of felt like, which I think hurt people hurt people. So you've been cheated on. Then mm-hmm. you're in a relationship and you start cheating. What does it feel the first time to cheat on someone? Is it like exciting? Is it like, can I do this? Can I not? I mean, like, if, what's if, the if feeling? If it's good, I'm sure it's exciting. I mean, there's an adrenaline rush. You feel like oh, I'm doing something bad. I could get in trouble for this. So there's a little bit of excitement around the act of it. But I think overall, especially if you do care about the person that you're that you're that you are with and committed to, I think you feel badly about feeling selfish. But I don't think that the feeling of the the guilt the guilt doesn't outweigh the selfishness. Yeah, the guilt doesn't outweigh the selfishness. So you yes, can you okay, can you can it. feel both at the same time. You know what I mean? But the guilt doesn't usually outweigh the selfishness in those moments if you if you have cheated before. So and I, a lot of women have cheated. Yeah, Wait, yeah. I, I love that you're, you you are even in the position to just speak from that experience because yeah. so many women will take it to the grave. But majority of my homegirls have, haven't, are currently, uh, sorry if you're listening to this, are cheating on their partners. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not Bridget, too. but <laughs> my other friends where I'm just like, I actually ask, why are you still there then? Right. Right. Why would you still be with someone where either financially you have to seek assistance from mm. another man or sexually you have to seek assistance from another man? I have a friend right now who's been dating someone for quite some time. She doesn't find him attractive anymore. So she cheats on him sexually because she genuinely does not find her partner attractive anymore. Damn. And they've been together for quite some time and we have constant conversations, but financially he shows up. And I think a lot of women get into the chokehold of what a man provides, especially in terms of security and finances, that they'll put up with things they probably wouldn't have if this person didn't have money. What's your definition of a perfect partner? What you look for in someone for the future? Mm. Or- so I want to relate back to an episode of Almost Adulting. Uh, perfection is bullshit. <laughs> uh, you cannot be perfect. Don't we love how she threw that in there? Um, Shameless plug. Violet, you sat here and talk about how much you constantly seek perfection and how it drives you crazy. And so to yeah. me, when you're dating, if you're seeking a partner to be perfect, you're going to drive yourself crazy because- Or to be everything for you. No one will be everything to you. No one can be perfect. Mm-hmm. Even when you meet someone, you're like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? You realize they're allergic to shellfish and you really like oysters. <laughs> and now you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it'll be something so simple. Like you're so perfect, but oh my God, you don't like seafood. Oh my God, you're vegan, which- no, shout I out would, to all of you who can date a vegan. I but <laughs> I sure as fuck can't. So what you just asked, the way you chase perfection, the way a lot of us do, especially in business, in 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 ourselves, and we find ourselves not reaching that potential either. Mm-hmm. It's unrealistic to expect another person to reach perfection for you. That blows my mind. You're so correct. Yeah. (laughs) Especially when I have to talk to myself and I'm like, okay, V, you can be perfect, blah, blah. And then I'm like, okay, so you're not perfect. Not for me. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You can't expect someone to be perfect when you're not perfect. And um, it's it's a a thing going on on Twitter now. Like you have to realistically require from someone what you require of yourself. If it's something that you can't give, why are you asking to receive it? Mm. Right. Like, 
ask for what you can give and feel as though you should be receiving it because those are your standards and your standards should be what you can give somebody which to be honest maybe this is why i was a side chick for so long i didn't feel like i could fully be a good partner mm. i didn't have money i didn't get my degree yet i didn't have my own spot like yeah. how am i asking for a man to be a millionaire with his own spot when i have roommates right. it's weird which i mean i think lends itself to the idea too that a lot of people who cheat are inherently and unhappy thinking back to when it all happened Apple iOS totally, totally um, fucked me up because when you search someone's all, all the cheaters get caught. So by when Apple. you when you search someone's name and this is also why I don't save text messages for that long anymore, because <laughs> like he I, he went through my phone, searched someone's name in my phone and a, a text conversation with a homegirl from like oh, no. three months prior. The name popped up in that conversation. Thread. About how good it was. I was talking about how good the dick was. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And girl, ladies, you know the conversations you have with your homegirl when you're gushing about how good the dick is. It's, it's, it has memes and all. Thorough. It's thorough. The descriptions, the time, the place, the the enter, the atmosphere, the ambiance, all the things. I hope you know to have those conversations on the phone now. Oh, baby, it's giving voice note and then it disappears. That is literally voice note and it disappears. Voice notes. Well, I just oh yeah, voice note and it disappears. That's it. I think too a lot of a lot of people don't realize how unhappy they are. Like I left the label and I was I was not making as much money as I was before. I was just not in a good space and I needed an ego stroke that I knew my partner couldn't provide for me. Or maybe he could have. I didn't go back to try to, to try to see if he could. I was selfish and impatient and and sought that ego stroke and attention elsewhere which i think again says more about the cheater than the person that's being cheated on so i think for for me i was really unhappy and i think that when you when you start dating and you're dating intentionally to be in a relationship with somebody you really got to do some work within to see if you're really if you're really choosing a partner based on what you're trying to build and what you're looking forward to in the future and 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 survival mode and i think a lot of people have dated in survival, in survival mode and not really chosen so partners true. based on what their what their their vision is right mm -hmm. but they've chosen based on what their current circumstance is so you can't I choose a life partner that. based on circumstance you got to choose it based on foundational things core values and a lot of those you're not going to see when you're in survival mode because you're just trying to keep the boat from sinking right yeah. so if that's all you're doing i mean you're not going to necessarily know that the person that you're choosing while you're trying to get the water out the boat is ready to set the boat on fire you don't know that i mean or to get an orgasm but nonetheless or the, you know you know <laughs> no, but I, I like that a the fact that you understand accountability oh, yeah. and you, you the fact that you oh i was trash i was so <laughs> trash mind you this was like eight years eight years ago nine years ago so it was a long time ago it was i was in my 20s but it was still trash it was yeah. absolutely awful it was horrific and i and i'm i still feel terrible that my decisions were so hurtful to somebody and then we went on a, a reality show and it just like fucking added insult to injury and rehashed all the shit from before and then had to relive the guilt and all of that Ooh. other stuff yeah um, and the shame around it but i also i do believe that the only way to grow is to be accountable yeah. you cannot learn from anything without being accountable you just can't and accountability is not punishment and we talked about that even on our episode love it's, that it's not punishment accountability is not punishment you cannot punish someone into into being and feeling what you think accountability should look like if you've been hurt or you've been wronged because chances are there's still when you've been hurt you still kind of want to twist the knife a little bit just to kind of yeah you know what i mean get your retribution and that's not that's not really retribution is not justice revenge is not always justice especially in relationships mm -hmm. i think forgiveness is 
the key to healing and forgiveness sometimes looks like walking away forgiveness can be detachment disconnection but if it looks like blocking them yeah which is which is detachment and if and if not and forgiveness looks like all right cool i'm going to grant you the grace to try to grow from this then you're 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 willing to participate in a situation and and grant somebody the space potentially the the room to fuck up again possibly yeah and you got to be okay with that and i think a lot of people especially now i mean we're all in our 30s so now it's like you if you can't be accountable for the stupid ass shit that you did at any point in your life and you can't look back on it and be like, damn, I learned a valuable fucking lesson on top of not wanting to text about any bullshit anymore <laughs> and only sending voice notes, valuable lesson number one. Um, more importantly than that, I need to I need to do a self check in too and understand like, well, where am I at? Where am I making this decision from? Am I making this decision from a place of desperation? Am I making this decision from a place of hopeful hopefulness and optimism and excitement? And how does this contribute to the bigger picture? I think the older we get, the more our bigger picture looks less like perfection and more like reality. We want our yeah. we want our vision to be a reality. And I think we have to be honest with ourselves first about what that what those steps are going to look like and, and be honest about the bullshit that we might do in the in-between that could deter us and take us off track from that. Yeah, I love that. I love that you, you can be so on. Obviously, it happened eight years ago, but I love that you can be so honest about you fucking up, you not being happy, and then also forgiving yourself and moving on regardless yeah. if anyone else wants to hold you accountable. Because you're right, like people, it's either being held accountable for something, but then allowing people to grow, or you don't actually want this person to be held accountable. You just want them to, you know, be miserable. You want them to and hurt. Upset, yeah. like, forever. Which is a natural human reaction. Right. You know what I mean? I yeah. got cheated on and I was ready to, I was ready to blow his car up. I, under, I understand. <laughs> I get it. I do. I really get it i was listen i had a steel bat i was in an uber on my way to beat the girl's ass and i felt bad about it and i was like you know what let me turn around because i don't really i've never i've never been arrested i've never gone to jail knock on knock on wood somewhere there's wood somewhere yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. like never and i was like mm, do i really want to do this over this because it's i'm already embarrassed i'm already i already look crazy so now if i go and beat this bitch with a bat it's gonna make me look worse it's not really gonna bigger yeah. picture bigger yeah, picture yeah, yeah. Nah, bigger i can't picture. do it can't do it bigger yeah. picture just made no sense i just got to take this l on the chin and move forward yeah and then i like also what you said that was really interesting about that you liked being the other woman because you felt like you couldn't be everything to your partner mm. and because when i've been interviewing therapists and people like that like from create the love mark uh mark groves he's really good so he spoke about that that a lot of times we talk to our friends we're like well babe you deserve the best and then and then one day i sat and i was like do we all deserve the best? Like, do we? And that's when it made me realize, like, right, like what you just said would make sense where if I'm not working myself, if I'm kind of a piece of shit or if I'm not in a place where I want to be in my life, then why do would I then deserve someone who's like exactly. working on themselves like a good person or everything else? Mm-hmm. But it's also interesting how a lot of women, we look for a man that can provide for us and all that. Then you were saying there were like, well, I'm not making all this money. Then why would he want to date me? When in reality, a man's most of the time is not looking for that. I mean, I think, I think that that's where as the modern day woman, I'm having the issue with communicating to a man that the providing, the security, the financial support that the patriarchy has set for men to feel as though this is how they have to show up. I'm now seeking emotional support, acts mm-hmm. of service, quality yes. time, yes. things that affection, kind of, they, intimacy, they, intimacy. Yeah. Oh my God. I used to genuinely be able to have sex with people and not kiss them. And now I'm just like, oh, God, I can't imagine having sex where I can't be intimate. And I think that now I just have to communicate with where I'm not trying to emasculate you. But the way in which I need you to show up for me is probably not the way 
you've known as a man to show up. Right. And so in what my relationships or conversations with men have looked like now is unfortunately like we're trying to outguy each other. Mm. And I'm not trying to outguy anyone. I'm still very feminine. I cook, I clean, I massage, I suck a mean one. Um, <laughs> you know? But me showing up, paying my own bills. Yeah. Working. Work comes first a lot for me. Like where a lot of men are allowed that to, you know? Yep. I'm not gonna shut all of my friends off because I'm in a relationship with you. My friends still are very high on my hierarchy of priority of priority. Mm -hmm. And so now it's the conversation with like shit how do i show up as a boss ass bitch as someone who doesn't need a man to come pay her bills but now i just genuinely need a man to show up because of who he is in what areas do you see yourself as being soft i cook good that's the to me i still look at the uh, the quote-unquote gender roles that were placed on yes. women i still fuck do a the lot patriarchy of, by the way yeah fuck the patriarchy but yes. i still do a lot of those things mm -hmm. so massaging like if i order groceries i'm gonna ask you what snacks do you like what juice you want so yeah. that when you come to my home you're comfortable yeah i still do a lot of those things again like even in my last relationship holding him accountable was looked at as a dick swinging contest and i'm just like you answering to me shouldn't emasculate you right and unfortunately as women in certain relationships we're just supposed to shut up right and take whatever yeah. treatment a man offers well to i us. think that's one thing all three of us are not okay Look, with. we're like, like no. regardless of what our views of relationships are i'm pretty sure all three of us will never be able to be with any partners to tell us uh keep our mouth shut just, and just, just do just as we're told look cute no. like yeah I'm i don't want to sure. be arm candy i've like even i had a guy trying to uh like hit on me one time and i remember him inviting me to an event and him telling me like you were talking to way too many people so i brought you here like to be on my side not for you to chat with everyone <laughs> i was just like well good thing i don't like you <laughs> and good thing i was not going to be interested in you as a partner but the fact that you brought me as eye candy you had me fucked up but also i think i'm not gonna be that person. that's but that's also someone that doesn't see you fully yes and so it's like in that in those moments right and i think in romantic relationships they have to take cues sometimes from friendships and how the friendships operate. Because when you are a big personality, Mandy's a big personality. I'm a big personality. We love being around in the same space. You yep. also are a very big personality, Violet. <laughs> you um, actually do. And we love, we love that because wherever she goes, she creates space for me to show up and be my best self too. So there's room for everybody to shine. I love that my partner there's moments where I'll let him take the lead and he's fine and he loves it. And there's moments where he'll sit back and be like, nope, I'm gonna just sit right here and let, let her do her thing. She yeah, gotta I go shine. That. She gotta go do her thing. Say, she, oh, she's with Mandy? Yeah, nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to her tomorrow. It's very much so a situation where you see the, you see the person fully that you're mm -hmm. with, that, yeah. you, that, you are, that you love and respect. And I think friendships really set the tone for, especially for women, set the tone for how the how the romantic relationship goes. That's why when we talk about even even with women in friendship, it's like I don't know if I I don't know if I trust a lot of women that don't have female friends. A lot of people say that often. I don't trust women. They don't have a lot of female friends, and like you know, <laughs> or even a couple it doesn't have to be a lot because a lot is a little bit like mm, I don't know if they all your friends for real. Yeah, but just a handful, like two or three. If you have like two really close female friends that have been around, and we're in our thirties, which I will I will say, as you grow and you evolve as a person, the likelihood for friendships to grow apart heightens. You're right. So I I sure. will, that's why I say like two friends, two female friends. 
that have been around with you for at least five years to me says a lot that that to me is kind of like all right cool it's a, there's a benchmark there's some people that have seen seen you from certain aspects and phases of your life that have grown with you to this point i think there should and it's be crazy people because you. my partner well my ex now being in my 30s he thought it was so strange how many friends i have mm. so i have what well, did you like, tell him you're a libra is, is, is it a stars and moons Libra thing? Yeah. That's why I have so many friends. It is. Yeah. So my core group of friends, I've known all of them damn near over 10 years. Yep. And I have between 10 and 20 friends that I've had for over the last 10 plus years. That's mm -hmm. insane. She just met yeah. one that I've known since I was, since we were in high school together. Yeah. I love energy, which is why when I met you, Violet, if none of y'all have got to meet her in person, <sighs> when you meet her, just come up to her and you feel the energy. I met her after listening uh -huh. to her. Well, maybe, and and maybe, maybe, maybe wave her. first. Maybe, maybe wave, wave and be first, like, hey, make sure you can approach her. But <laughs> I like am so big with energies. And luckily, my friends, we've struggled all together and now yeah. we're winning together. Right. And so many of my friends i'm so proud of them yeah and that was a conversation with my partner like that's the thing right when a lot of women unfortunately i don't know why we do this and i hope this isn't just the western hemisphere i know you have a lot of global listeners but a lot of women when they get into relationships they exile themselves from friends yeah it's harder as you get older as you go through all these relationships when you take all these steps back from your friends because of a man they start to also distance themselves as well and so i actually believe my friends, my work are actually in the hierarchy above my relationship. That is so interesting. That is so important because then after, like at what point do you eventually just dump your friend for constantly dumping you every yeah. time she gets a man? Yeah. But to be honest, I used to be that girl. Really? And, and, no. And, when I was younger, but based on our conversation, I mean, when we were in on when I was on your episode last week, I talked about growing up when I started getting my jobs. I was constantly seeking like a male mentor in every yeah. job I got into, not realizing instead of women, it was men. It was men because I was looking for a dad figure, and I think mm. that was when I was younger. That was the same thing. Like friendships, I didn't value as much as like I was just so desperate to be loved by a man. So wow. I was constantly putting my man first, who was never putting me first. Obviously, wow. they never. Men don't, relationships yeah. aren't first with them. A lot of the times, what gets them their power is their careers, their yeah. money, their finances. So that will come first before a woman. And I just if thought like, if I have love, like I, I was so desperate for love. That I was like, if I have love, then like everything will make sense. Like I just want to be loved. And if I finally have it, that's all that matters. But obviously I was constantly chasing it, seeking it. I never got yep. it. It's only until I got older and I've even spoken this on the podcast that I started only actually the last couple of years. Really? That I finally started to understand the value of friendships. Mm. That was like, wow, really? you need your friends. Oh. Yeah. I think that's also because you've built, you've, you have built so much for yourself that it's hard, it's hard to, to maintain relationships. Like Mandy, Mandy's an anomaly. Like <laughs> Mandy's an anomaly. Lot a lot of Mandy's friends, well, a lot of Mandy's friends have, have grown at the same pace mm -hmm. as Mandy, which, oh, which is hard. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? A lot of not, that's not always the case with it's friends. Not, a mean, lot of, a lot of people my, have peaks. And my friends are bosses and I yeah. I don't know how we all it, like, and it's amazing it's incredible it. we but, went from being hoes together to now all being bosses <laughs> like literally literally whole phase all in our 20s and now we're all in this space of the modern day woman with businesses that bring in yeah. six to seven figures yep and now we're dating men and trying to figure it out now because it's like damn i don't want a man for his money anymore so what do i want him for <laughs> and yeah and we're all dealing with that all simultaneously 
that's what a lot of successful women just actually want is just be there for us emotionally and a lot of men don't understand that because they they're don't. just so used to being what they told us when they were growing up which is just you need to be the provider so that's all they think they need to be when in reality it's like i'm okay if you're not there yet but as long as you're working on yourself and just be there for me emotionally yeah so uh, they- our our episode is called the american dream and everything about it is a lie um <laughs> they said that you have to get a degree and then you will make a lot of money and yes. then you can own a house and then and all of these things now with the gas prices rising i have two degrees i have two bachelors i don't use either wow we that's are not so true. similar wait, that's not true you, wait, that's you, not true I mean, both of y'all 100 <laughs> percent use your fucking degrees in accounting both of y'all do first of all you you don't build this successful a business without understanding <laughs> accounting true. to some degree okay, and business and business and structure and the importance of organization the importance of detail the importance of deadlines all of those things all play a part Come in your process in school, and yeah. that absolutely comes so a lot of the knowledge don't discount your don't discount your, your, so your education my, my, completely my, my friend lives in london shout out to adriana and she came in and my degrees are literally right behind my couch and I'm like, I'm trying to find a place on the wall for <laughs> I these. threw them out. She like, <laughs> I threw them, you threw See, them out? You know, she literally said that she was like, that's so American of you. You want to hang up your degrees? Like, what do you need them for? Oh, so like, I am European. You're a European <laughs> ass bitch. That's she European literally was fuck. like, you want to hang your degrees up? I said, in America, we, we're we proud of our degrees. I said, they printed it out and put it in a frame. That means it needs to go up on the wall. Wow. I think I threw mine out because I was just like, my sister went to a better university. So I was just like, she's so much better than me. What's the point? No. I can't, I'm not going to be proud of my. I think that's oh, what it was. Oh, no. You were, the, you were the Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. You were Jan. You <laughs> You were Jan Brady and your sister is Marsha Brady. Yeah, wait, I, just, I do want to say Mandy and I are so similar. That's yeah. yes. so exciting to meet her because we're both from public accounting. Yes. We both, I guess, have two degrees. What are your degrees in? So I have a BS in accounting, um, so Bachelor of Science in accounting, and then I have a Bachelor's in Business Administration with a focus on marketing. Bro, shut the fuck wait, up. Both of okay. you have the same wait, degrees. Yeah, so, so close. You're I have a BS in accounting and then a Bachelor's in Business Law with a minor in economics. Shut up. Dude. Wait, I don't want to just take away from you. No, it's not take, yeah. It's not taking okay. away. It's Girl, not. She was the first one to sign the Rock Nation. It's not taking away. I, so, she has a Grammy. She has a Grammy. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> music was my full time career, but it was very rewarding and very fulfilling for me. So I didn't. To me, the I tried to. I tried college, and college wasn't for me. And I had a talent, so I was like, well, if I can push this and somehow market myself, and I did, and I grinded really hard, and it when it worked. Can but I, can, that can, also can, just shows like how successful women are, and. and women that have confidence the fact that i for a second was like wait i don't want to take away from you and you're just like girl you're not it's so crazy too because if we're talking about relationships i'll be completely honest and saying i bartended for seven years i was in the nightlife and i literally was like if i ever want to be taken seriously as a wife and a partner i need a college degree and i need to have a real career so a part of even me going back to school was the fact that I wanted to seem wifey material. I didn't even think though you that didn't I, want to be a wife. In my, in my wow. 20s, that was an idea. Now I make too much money too, like I said. Oh. Um, but me going back to school, a lot of the time had like was like, okay, if any man's going to take me serious, he's not going to do so while I'm in the clubs every night doing hookah, bottle service, bartending. Yeah. I have to have a real career. Uh, my dad is also Jamaican, so he was waiting for me to have a real job. He never <laughs> thought that bartending was a real job. And so I just thought, okay, if I want to seem more appeasing to a man, 
let me show up as what I think a man wants, right? Oh my God, mm-hmm. me too. Yeah. Well, now that I think about it, you're right. Because the boyfriend that I also had was really rich, and I'm lying about not See, be, being so poor. And uh, I was just like, if I if I start to make money, if I was this, then he would love me too. I think a lot of women feel that way. For sure. I was yeah. sleeping with like an upcoming rapper, and then I was like, mm, <laughs> I'm about to be a CPA. So then I w- fell in love with someone who was also in school to be a lawyer and i was like oh this is great you're gonna be a, an attorney and i'm gonna be a cpa and this is gonna be great and we're gonna have our white picket <laughs> fence used to be me. and i used to oh, also man. like like it's so crazy because even when i was in school and i and i got the i worked at goldman sachs and then went into public accounting as well at one of the big four firms i was dealing with someone that was great in the bedroom not really much else but i was like oh he could never come to my christmas parties because he had tattoos on his face so even I, I found myself even trying to put a guy in a box for what I thought right. I had to show up as a wife and what my husband would want me to show up as. Right. Yeah. And so in terms of me being in corporate America, even how I started selecting my partners were he has to show up to my Christmas party. party what are my coworkers going to think of him? Right. And I even started dating based off of what I thought my coworkers would think of my partner. This was me in my late 20s. I, I was a non-traditional college student. So I went back to school at 24, studied abroad in Singapore, did the whole thing. So between 24 and 28 is when I was head into college, head into figuring out, I'm going to figure this out before I'm 30. Here I am now and everything is so different. Do you guys think this is why marriage now is becoming later on in life? Because of oh. the fact that women are becoming more and more successful. We shouldn't and women even be forced to go to college to think after Like Mandy is thinking where it's yes. like, I don't, what do I need you for now? I also think that for men, that the same challenge exists, right? The same way that women now are, are providing for ourselves more. And our standards have changed for how we show up for ourselves. And that, that, that puts more demand and pressure on men to show up differently they're also looking at us like, well, what do I need only one of you for if you're going to be doing all these other things mm. and you're also not fitting the bill for what I need either? So how do we how do we meet in the middle? I think men are at that dilemma as well because men don't know how to show up, but they also don't know what they can feasibly expect from women who have all their other shit together. It's like, well, what are what are we bringing? What are we what are we allowed to bring to the table I as in a table. partnership? Fuck the table. It's true. Fuck I the table. What do you bring to this table? What table? But that's but that's this one. This is a nice one. By that, the way, it by is the, really nice. But, but, but for table. men, but for men and women, I think the dilemma now has become how do we show up as our best selves? And what does my best self look like in this wow. partnership? I want to ask you, Violet, what are the three things then mm. you want from a partner right now? If you if you are dating if you are considering sharing your soul with someone what three things are sharing your soul from someone carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you because at carmax we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car you should love your car that's why every car we sell is carmax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer so don't settle Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
I had this notion of what the perfect relationship was. And it took mm. me only recently to understand that this fairy tale idea of what I thought, as much as I thought I've worked to myself and I didn't have those daddy issues, I subconsciously continuously was looking for someone to save me. Mm. Even, even though I didn't need saving, it was like every time I'm so wrapped up at work, I'll start talking to someone and then I'll get annoyed if they're not just like obsessed with me within two <laughs> seconds. Because I'm like, I want to already get to the middle of the relationship where you're just so in love with me. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. They're like, babe, I'm here for you. But, you know, to like save me constantly. And and then being around a lot of my friends who are now getting married or are in marriages where I find out they still bicker or mm -hmm. they keep secrets or they're cheating on each other or they're in an open relationship and you're kind of like, wait, okay, this is nothing like I thought. And then also not to mention, I've never seen my parents fight and I didn't realize how much that played into right. my um, views into, into of what a relationship. You thought, right, because you believed if you didn't see it, it wasn't happening. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So my parents never fought in front of me So and they're still together, even though, yes. And, and then technically, you know, my dad wasn't around for 14 years they were still together so yeah. they made it work so i'm just like okay you make it work no matter what and you never fight so any argument the smallest argument i have with the partner i'm like oh this isn't working and only recently i had this conversation with my girlfriend bella she grew up in a very dysfunctional home so she stays for too long because she watched her parents get it, get it really into it poorly and then me i run away within two as seconds because we're arguing conflict. i've seen my mom and dad in very toxic relationships they were in a very toxic relationship and i was glad that they separated mm. i got to enjoy them separately and here in the states we talk about often too like it's more detrimental to a child for them to be in a toxic environment that Absolutely. i agree however now you being an adult it's probably just as confusing to understand that there was a toxic environment that you had no idea of yeah because they hid it from you do you feel well, like it that may was not more it beneficial? may not have been it may not have been toxic just because there's conflict doesn't mean that it's toxic yeah yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Okay, if it wasn't toxic and i mean to they be, were just to be fighting. fair i think there's a threshold that parents should shield from yeah children children like yeah, children being yeah, the operative yeah. word when you're a kid and you're an adolescent and a young adolescent a preteen you don't really have a grasp on the world outside of your house necessarily it just everything is everything everything is everything is kind of blurry right yeah. I, I never knew why my mom wanted the house cleaned when she got off of work until i became yeah. an adult and i realized right. how a long day of work the last thing i want are dishes in the sink i think i think <laughs> I <didn't> parents <laughs> i think i think the one thing that parents can do right and some parents don't do this because they don't know how and they don't have the tools is that they don't necessarily prepare their children mm. to be able to humanize them when they become adults i agree with that and i think parents drop the ball sometimes because mm -hmm. i was not able to really and it's thankfully through therapy i'm able to see my mom through a through a completely human lens now versus when i was 15 or 16 years old and i had no respect for her whatsoever yeah and now at 36 i can look at her and be like and, and have so much more love and compassion and empathy for what she was going through because she did the best with what she had and her best wasn't great unfortunately it wasn't yeah. do you know what i mean and yeah. it's okay because she's human she's human yeah and sometimes our best isn't good enough do you guys believe in forgiving your parents in order absolutely. for not being perfect or for not absolutely. being able to give you I'm, what you I'm needed as a child absolutely i'm still working on that. still working on that it sucks when you're an adult and now you have the lens as an adult with experience as someone who's lived and you've had all of these life experiences with multiple people. Mm -hmm. And it sucks as an adult to realize that your parent is a shitty fucking adult. <laughs> oh my God. The person who made you, the person whose genes created you and all of that. You're like, 
this person sucks. And it's that battle between love and hate because we're raised to believe that you have to love your family regardless. Mm. And a lot of my family members have done some fucked up shit and they're not great people. Mm. And now I have to love you. Why? Let's really like Mm -hmm. talk about how you've hurt me or how your actions really affected me now as a person. But now also I can look back and see the things you've done and really view those things for the actions that they are. And now it's like, fuck, I have to love a shitty person. This sucks. And so that's where I'm at now. Like I have conversations that I need to have with my dad because there's daddy issues there. Mm -hmm. But also like my mom, like, love my mom to death i'm my mom's spitting image but there's so many decisions she's made that now i can question her as an adult mm-hmm. like girl what the fuck are you doing why do you keep making the same mistake mm. why are you living this way you deserve better and so now as even a daughter i can check my mom and some of the decisions that she's made not only as a mom but as a partner it's like you deserve better you can do better right and now we can have just very real conversations i'm in my 30s she's in her 50s it's just so different now. It's very real. Like my mom is my friend and I love that. And I will say for in choosing partners, something that has been a cheat code for me relating back to the modern day woman and prioritizing your hierarchy of other things. I'm not recommending this for everybody because it's not for everybody. Dating a man with children. I will say on, bonus mom. <laughs> I will say the the level of maturity that that it, that is forced on some men, not all, because some men have children, they father children, and they don't know how to show up as fathers. <laughs> hey, Dad. I'm just some kidding. men. <laughs> oh shit. Some men don't know. Oh shit. Just I mean, just you know, daddy issues all across yeah. the board. I can't imagine if mine didn't, considering we lived around the fucking corner. Like I would, my mother would have been, my mother would have been knocking on that door if he didn't show up. Dating a man that has children has allowed for there to be a lot more grace when prioritizing my life because there is there will always be a constant until until we're at a place until unless we unless we break up until we get to a place where we're married and we're now building our foundation together as a blended family there's always going to be someone that's going to come before me and so there's an understanding when I have something that comes before him and an understanding and an acceptance and a respect of boundaries because he already has the the knowledge and the and the love and the capacity for something to to come before me no matter how much he loves me no matter how much i love my partner i love working i love my job he has a son in college and he has a daughter who's 10 it makes it easier for me to be like hey you gotta no matter what happens you gotta do x y and z for your kid no matter what happens if mandy and i gotta go somewhere if i gotta go record something if i gotta do whatever that's my priority and there and there's an understanding and an acceptance that we're not always going to be number one in the relationship and i think watching that as a, a partner is really inspiring and comforting to know that i can prioritize something above him and him not take it personal mm. but also as a person who had a father that sometimes prioritized me and sometimes did not there is so much to be said about the character of a father that can show up for his kids that will drop whatever and do whatever whenever to make sure that he's present and i think that's an incredible character that's a character trait that I think was probably one of the first things that made me fall in love with him was watching him as a father was like, oh yeah, this is this is great. And you don't know who you are really until you've been through some shit. I don't care how old you think. You could be 30 something and not know who the fuck you are because you really, you, you, you haven't lived, lived through some shit. shit. Yeah. So age to me doesn't really guarantee that you're mature enough for a real relationship either. You have to be 
real love to me is confronting. I think where relationships are concerned, it's really about knowing yourself and taking yeah. the time to know where you are and what you need. And parenting has a lot to do with that too. And been dating somebody that is a parent, sometimes you can you can you can learn a lot from watching someone else, in particular a partner parent someone else and watching watching the ways in which they show up not wanting to be their parents either right yeah which to me is great because i'm like i don't want to be anything like my parents like, i think I don't that's none of that wonderful anything. though people who decide to be people who change because a lot of times when you date someone you you notice patterns of the repeating of their parents so a mm -hmm. lot of times if they come from toxic families you, the advice you would get don't end up with this person they're going to repeat whatever and like an example i would say of my father the reason my father didn't show up for me and my sister i took him more personally i guess because i was the younger child it, it didn't show up for me emotionally it was because he wanted to show up for my sister and i this is when i understood when i got older he needed to show up for us financially because he grew up with a father who's an alcoholic mm. and was a cheater and he left them with nothing i mean it wasn't his fault he like my grandpa got murdered but oh you know Jesus. like you know then Whoa. he got <laughs> I was not expecting that uh, his father you know uh, got beat up to death for being a jew in jail and anyway he still left the family with nothing and there was like a bunch of thugs that like, showed up to their place and they were like where's the money and my father's like oh, there's he, no money oh he died in debt yes there's no money mm. there's nothing and he left them with wow. nothing so my father swore to never be like that he yeah. continued taking care of his mother his whole life uh, until she passed away i love her and and then he swore to do that with my sister and i that's actually it's one of the reasons no one really drinks in the family but that's why he took such good care of my sister and i financially but he just didn't realize he was he, he, that was his way of showing up for us the way his, that father was his that did was his it. that was his love language and that exactly. was his way of not being his dad as i got older i was like i will show up for my children future children differently than the way my dad showed up for me where i know that emotional love and touch and yeah. words of affirmation are important yes so that's all really interesting how you make those all those decisions you know yeah we want we just want we just want to be better people but also love you guys both seem very very mature in your different types of views and you seem very special Girl, we, other yin, yin, yin. we don't agree yeah. on nothing we don't agree on anything we don't agree oh, it's on amazing <laughs> it's amazing like girl we was literally at target today and she picking out shit i'm picking out shit i don't like nothing she picking out she <laughs> i was like i don't know if she like anything i'm picking out nope, i'm like sure don't we don't agree on anything in life but you guys are so respectful one each of oh, one another, each other. yeah. Oh, so, I, and I believe you can be with someone who thinks completely different of you. I do too. And you just respect them as a person and as a human being, and you could still coexist. And it, it seems like boundaries is the main thing that's been going on when you guys are talking about relationships with parents, relationship with friends, relationship with partners. It's always it just seems like communication and boundaries are the two main things. Self awareness yeah. is really the thing. Mandy, Mandy knows who she is. She shows up mm -hmm. as her truest self at all times, which to me makes her the most trustworthy person I know. Because and, I know and, and I'm, I'm, she the is other who she is. Knows exactly who she is at any given point in time. So she knows when she's super showing up. She knows when she's dropped the ball. She's literally yep. texted me and been like, I wasn't on my shit today and I apologize for that. And I just yep. want to let you know. So even just the accountability of where she knows there may be some sort of anxiety building yeah. with me. She knows who she is. And she's aware of who I am, mm -hmm. and we coexist, and we we constantly communicate. Yeah, we also have the same therapist, but that helps. Right. Um, but, you know that kind of helps. But it's I told you, work wife. We're it's great to have therapy. We're genuinely friends. I she is an amazing soul, an amazing person, and so I'm just like, I can't even be mad at you for anything. But now in business, let me show up and at least communicate. And so oh, yeah. all we do is communicate. And sometimes, literally, I'll, and and I was just saying, I was like. 
Let's just do dinner and not talk business. Yeah. Because I miss you, friend. Yeah. Can we not talk business all the we time? Have, we have so- we prioritize setting time aside to really because just- we have a good time. We have we'll a good drink. fucking we time. We have a good time. So then, eat. Have you guys ever been in a situation where you disagreed with each other? So since we're in a relationship- Yes. We're talking, so how do you how do, how do you guys approach that? We disagree, but we haven't had a blowout. We haven't had an argument. You've no. never had a blowout. We've never no. had a blowout. No. And we've been working together for- a two year years, and a half now? almost two years i would say two years we're coming up October on two years will be two yeah. years she has her partner i had a partner for the last two years as well that i would just be with and spend time with and she knows she's met now also i i mix all of my friends so she's I love her out friends. with just about all of my friends yeah i love her friends. and if any time i need a break i travel or i hang with my friends or i hang with my partner she hangs with our partner they do a lot of things together mm-hmm. we'll take our breaks and times and spend time on ourselves and then we come back together as friends as business partners and exist with each other and if we great. if we disagree so if great. we if we disagree on something or if we don't see eye to eye we both have the same tactic of asking each other questions uh, yeah i'll be like uh, is everything all right yeah like are we are, are like, we on the same page? are we on the same page because i think in those moments the seeking for us in any disagreement is always to understand and not to be right i don't bridget real quick that yeah. was giving what are we what are like, we like <laughs> it, it's it's going back into relationships though it's yeah. like just checking in yeah are we on the same page and i think that that was a thing in my last relationship sometimes we would realize i think you started a book and left me in another book mm. we're not seeing eye to eye on things and so we do a check-in yeah. to make sure in this book that we're creating in this journey in this yep. adventure that we're creating together which is any relationship are we on the same page and if we're not Let's flip through and figure out how we can get on the same page. Yeah. And we check in a lot with each other. But also I I think you don't do with relationships as much as you should. Right. Yeah. And I think the bottom, our bottom line is the same. We want to see each other happy. We want to see each other successful. We want to see, and we want to see each other win with each other and in our own personal venture. She asks me all the time, well, how do you feel about this? What What else do you want to do, girl? What's your vision? What's your vision for this? And how else, how do you want this to happen? And how do you, what what can I do to help? Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in three years? Where do you see how can I help you get to where you want to go? I think self-awareness is key because it also takes the pressure off of us to have to check each other. We check in. We don't check each other. It's different. Oh, I love that. It's different. It's like I can I can acknowledge if, I, if I'm fucking up a little bit. She can acknowledge like I haven't, I feel like I haven't asked you how you're feeling in a while. I've just been so busy. I'm so sorry. I was overwhelmed. How can, what's going on? Talk how to me. How are you? How are you? And I think and you in should those, do that with your partner. Yeah. yeah. You should do that with your friends. How but are knowing, you? But knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, makes it easier for other people to show up for you as well that's the part that i think why mandy and i have become such close friends too is because the beginning of our friendship we went through a lot of shit a whole bunch of shit we went through a lot of shit personally went through a lot of shit she went through a lot of shit on her own in her own life and our network our business yeah we went through a lot of shit and i think we realized the our bottom line was the same like the one thing that was immovable was our dedication to our business was our dedication to seeing each other win and showing up for one another as friends. And I think in relationships, that has to be the key thing too, right? Mm-hmm. Like I live with my partner. Yeah. When we get into disagreements, I'm a much more confrontational person than him. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to, he's a Libra. He doesn't want to argue with me. Libra. I won't. He doesn't want to argue with me. Yeah. And I want to argue. argue. And Mandy, Mandy's been around for moments where he'll snap at me because he's moody and he'll have a moment and yeah. I let it and I let it slide off me because I understand that when we are really at odds with each other, you don't have that energy. You doing this now because it's not about me and you got some other shit going on in your day that's got nothing to do with me and I'm just collateral. Still not okay. 
but we can address it later on because you don't even have the capacity to hear me right now. So yeah. I'm, not even, I'm not even gonna address this in the moment. I'm gonna just let you get your shit off and we're gonna talk about it later. And by the time we address it later, it turns into a long ass apology. We got into it the night before I came out to LA about something silly. Mm-hmm. We didn't go to bed mad, but we just were like, damn, we don't agree. All right, well, good night, good night. And then woke up and it was all love. And then I got a long paragraph. We had a conversation before I left and it was like, yo, I really love you. I'm really sorry that my timing was off. I shouldn't have brought that up to you that way. I shouldn't have, you know, I, sh- I should have waited until you got back. And, you know, I know you're, I want you to have a good time. I want you to focus. I want you, you know, you and Mandy kill it out there. And it's like, sometimes what you think is, is a conflict and a deal breaker is an opportunity for you to one, see yourself better. Yeah. And two, see, see where there's room for your partner to do better and sometimes we don't want to give our partner a chance to show up sometimes we want our partner to keep fucking up a little bit so that we can be like all right cool because right. if our partner fucks up and, and when we're at odds with each other then we don't have to be accountable for what for our part in it either that's so true which for me is the difference in between the this relationship so i'm in now <laughs> and the relationships i was in before where it's like we gonna argue or we go back and forth we're cursing each other we're calling each other out our name we're saying wild ass shit but i'm like oh, okay i got you to go lower than me so now you're oh now you're more wrong than i am so yeah. i'm not wrong because you're more wrong than me so then it becomes a battle of egos versus damn at the end of the day our bottom line is that we want to be together yes and we want to do this the right way we don't want to hurt each other you guys are fighting to come together versus a lot of times people don't understand why are we waking up why are we not agreeing it's because a lot of people fight to break up without realizing there's a lot of ego in wanting to be right yeah and so you're fighting to outright the person mm, you yeah. want them to be wrong so but that that's you can what feel you have like to you ask won. yourself well also but what is your bottom line right in a relationship what is your bottom line right do you want do you need to be with somebody that's gonna let you be right all the time because chances are what if you're with somebody that's gonna let you be right you're not line. gonna really want to be with them Period. that's why i said real love is confrontational it's gonna make you look at you it's gonna force you to have to face some things about yourself that you don't really like that you don't know that are, that might be a little off because you might have been in a situation with somebody else that just let you have your way Sometimes people calling you on your shit is important. It's necessary in a relationship. It's important to be wrong. You got to be wrong. You have to be wrong. You have to be okay being wrong sometimes in any relationship. Friendship too. Just got to be okay with it. I agree. I really like everything you're saying, but that's also how I can tell you both go to therapy. Yeah. (laughs) You can so tell when someone goes to therapy based on how they speak. It's honestly insane. And then you put, you're like, oh, you go to therapy. Okay, cool, cool. Because you can tell the way the different different words that people use and like the thought, but that's amazing. Yeah. But also we're protective of each other. Mandy, I'm, Mandy's very protective of me. I'm very protective of her, which is important. I think in relationships too, you have to, your bottom line is that you want to get through whatever the fuck you're going through together. That's the bottom line. I'm very protective of my good friends as well Mm -hmm. and i'm very protective of my partner too and one time i was very interested in this guy and then i was talking to one of his like bf besties or whatever they were and she started talking badly about him and i go wait what are you doing girl and and, like she thought i was gonna laugh with her but like that like i'm i I view myself as like a fucking queen so anyone Mm. i date is my king Mm. no matter how feminist i am or how independent i am like that's my king you know and it's like i would think i'm disgusting or pathetic if like i'm okay with someone speaking to my partner this way but you're putting me down when you're talking about my partner like that so i was just like whoa what are you doing i don't like that and she thought i was kidding so this other girl comes in and i and then i was just go looking i was like 
stop no i don't like how you're talking about him don't don't ever speak about him that way again and then the girl the, her friend was like okay yeah maybe don't do that because she's yeah, not kidding I, but like that really turned me off with the fact that i was like damn i can't be with this guy because he can't even stand up for himself like how can he be mm. friends with someone that views him this way mm. how can you protect me if you can't protect yourself literally love- that's how protective i am of people i love it like not only would i not speak poorly oh yeah the minute i start have negative thoughts of even a friend or i'm irritated with someone i just want to complain about them to everyone i know we are we cannot be friends anymore because i i would think less of myself if i'm going around talking poorly about someone i'm still hanging out with yep you know mandy and i exist in a space where mandy is perceived as a threat to a lot of people in our space and you know what if you're listening to this and you know me and you exist in the podcast media space and you think I'm talking about you, I probably am. Um, oh my God. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people are intimidated and threatened by Mandy. Oh, yeah. Nobody. And, <laughs> and ultimately, when I say Mandy is the most trustworthy and solid person is because she's very consistent in who she is and, it, and a lot of people are not and that's why it rubs them the wrong way. And I think I've been, I've been in situations with people who are like, well... You know, I'm I'm really so happy for you guys, and I'm kind of like, nah, not you're not really, you're not really, and it's okay. And I've also been in situations where people are like, oh yeah, well, you know, I'm I, I don't know your co-host is I don't know she, she's kind of an acquired taste, and I'm like, okay, that's your opinion. I am. My response is always, that's your opinion. Yeah. And then and immediately when when they see my face and it's like that's your that's your opinion. But she's very kumbaya. She'll come to me and be like. So-and-so said they're so proud of us. I said, she's proud of you. Uh, not me. There's not an us. There is an us together. But yeah. when anyone is speaking to you. And it took me, it took me a little while. Me it took me I'm a little, there. it took me a little while to understand what she meant by that. And wow. now, now us being two years, almost two years into this podcast and understanding mm-hmm. that's true. In those moments, I don't, I, I won't even participate in the conversation. So if somebody starts, tries to start off with, oh, well, I don't. Okay. That's your opinion. Yeah. Good to see you. That's so good. And it's giving good to see you. But also you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not going to, I don't need to disrespect you unless you say something wild. Mm -hmm. But we're also at a place where people have seen Mandy and I enough that they know that's my friend for real. So they won't say, so no one says no crazy shit about Mandy in front of me. I think people test that kind of like, oh yeah, blah, blah. blah. And then you go, that's your opinion. Like, okay, cool. Can't cross that line. And and they don't. And I don't want to say jealous. I don't think anyone's Uh, jealous of me. However, however, a lot of people are uncomfortable with the fact that I do live in my truth mm-hmm. so I can sit on here and say I've been the side chick I can sit up here and say I don't want a man for his money anymore although in my 20s I did a lot of things for money that I look back and am shameful and regret and that I've lived in survival mode and I've shared my abortions I've shared my failed relationships I've shared my family woes my my friendships that didn't work or did work and a lot of people have a problem with living with the truth of who they truly are mm. and yeah I, after coming from corporate america where i had to show up as someone else for so long i love that i make money for being me yes. yeah and i I, I create space for my friends I, I i just opened up a studio where the people that i care about and i trust in their vision i can now pay people i want everyone around me to make money and i make sure to constantly put them in positions to make money yeah and so to me it's just like I'm getting paid to be myself. Fuck you if you don't like me. Yeah. I'm okay with you not liking me. That shit is hilarious to me. That is the one comment that sometimes when I've had friendship breakups, when a friend will go, you know what? (laughs) 
you have no friends everyone hates you and i'll be like okay cool and and then it pisses them off because like it genuinely doesn't bother me because for me i'm like how's that my problem if someone doesn't like me that's like their problem their they problem. should figure it out it's which is how problem. i feel because i'm nice to everybody she is me too like, i'm nice to everyone. everyone so in my mind it's like if you don't like me bitch it's that's a, a you, you thing. problem that's a yp that is a your problem that right is not my problem. i feel the same way and that it bothers people because it is true sometimes it's hard for other people to accept if you're just so comfortable being yourself and they don't understand that they're projecting because they're like yep. i don't feel good enough of myself i can't show up well, for myself they, every they, day how are you doing and they yep. won't and they won't believe that someone could actually be kind enough to, yeah. to care enough to say hello or enough to be interactive or enough to not be fake and not be fi- it's not fake yeah i had an incident with somebody who was like you know i ran into them we had a disagreement and it was like well you know you could have you could have just you know you could have acted like you didn't see me why would i do that why would I do that? I want, I want, why would I do that? I'm not that kind of person. If I see you, I want to see you win. I meant what the fuck I said. I want you to be okay. Yep. I want yeah. you to win. Just because you can't eat with me at my table doesn't mean I want you to starve. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is really cool. Thank you guys so much for coming Thank on. Thank you so much this for having us. Violet. Violet. Yeah. Oh my God. No, I love you guys too. We'll de- I, I definitely. You, you realize that we're going to have to be friends in real life now, right? Like I would hope kinda, so. I would love with that. Us now. You no, are, I would love that. I'm not going to lie. I have a. We just have to work on how we hang out without drinking together. Cause no, I, that's normally no, like, you I don't guys, know how to deal with people who don't drink. Oh, you guys are, no, I drink. <laughs> I drink. I can't drink and to work? have one drink. Oh, I drink me. to get fucked up. That's me. So for me, it doesn't make sense to just have a sip. I'm like, are we like blacking Actually, out or no, not? Yeah, that so I don't sip. Many I'm like, sips. what's the she, point? I'm a functional. She'll, she'll just sip all day. Person. It'll That's, just be. It'll be a sip all day. No, I the can't. Thing, I can't do that. That's why, like, I don't do drugs because I have an addictive personality. Because oh. I'm like, anything I have to do as extreme as possible. Oh yeah, no. So. I just sip. Yeah, not my thing. So I, no, we can drink. Okay, so then just not professionally. Professionally, yeah. I'm, I'm just with, gonna say I'm the dumbest shit. Shifts, I'm like, do it. yeah, right. yeah. Okay, well, cool. Now. Well, right. where can people find you guys? Okay. Ooh, yeah. Do you want to do it? Or yeah. You-, you guys can follow us. Follow our podcast at See the Thing Is Pod on Instagram. You can listen to us every Tuesday and every Friday wherever podcasts are streaming. Google yes. Play, Apple, Spotify. That's where we're available. We also have a Patreon. So if you guys are interested in bonus episodes and a lot of this titillating conversation that we've had, like conversations we had today, mm-hmm. you can go to patreon.com slash STTI and we... See the thing is pod. It's not STTI? Nope. Damn. <laughs> See, this is why I normally do it. It's okay. <laughs> but you can also watch us on YouTube, our full yeah. episodes every Wednesday and every Saturday. Um, go ahead and search See the Thing Is podcast on YouTube. Yes. Subscribe, like, comment. And again, like she said, we are on all social channels yeah. as well as everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Yeah. Just type in See the Thing Is podcast and we pop right up. Yeah. And I'm Bridget Kelly, Mandy B. You can definitely search Bridget Kelly or Mandy B. We're going to pop up. Okay. Don't, yeah, don't search Mandy B. I don't like what Google uh, Please search Mandy B because if you or are at Full Court Pumps. Because if go. you are in the New York area, Full Court Pumps also has Full Court Studios, yes. which has the capabilities for podcasting, for audio visual recordings, whatever it is that you need to do, you, any you content based. You she definitely does. have to make sure you check it out. It's in Brooklyn, it's in Williamsburg, it's in a sexy neighborhood, it's a sexy space, and it's women it's women owned, it's black women owned. And we just, we, we want to support creatives yes. and entrepreneurs all across the board. So definitely make sure you check that out. Wow. Okay. I love that. You guys definitely friendship goals and therapy <laughs> goals as well. And yeah, check out their podcast, subscribe, follow them on Instagram, and also make sure to listen to my episode on their podcast from Absolutely. last week. Brilliant. It came out last yeah. week. So brilliant. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Mwah.